Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Last week, I interviewed Julie Lithcott-Hames, the author of the New York Times bestselling book, How to Raise an Adult. And it is published and aired in episode 247 on the podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to do so. It's longer than my usual podcasts, but it was an incredible conversation where I learned a lot. And I hope that and I know that the, the listeners who have tuned in have learned a lot as well. In Julie Lithcott Hames's book, How to Raise an Adult, On page 92, she refers to another very well-known psychologist and author called Dr. Madeline Levine. She has written two books, The Price of Privilege and Teach Your Children Well, and they are amazing reads. And uh, Levine and Lithcott Hames do collaborate on ways in which they can get this message across that we are not parenting our children in a way to raise adults. We're parenting our children in a way that is raising children. We are raising people who do not have the life skills and core competencies that the competencies that the modern world demands of them. And why is this? As we discussed in the podcast, we are doing too much for our children. And Levine says the greatest harm lurking in the lives of our kids is not the rare occurrence of the perverted stranger on the street, but the declining mental health and wellness of children whose parents do too much for them. And she has spoken on this topic before tens of thousands of parents in hundreds of communities over over the last few years. And she and Julie Lithcott Hames joined a board, um, uh, an organization called Challenge Success and Julie Lithcott Hames invited Madeline Levine to her community to speak in front of parents in her in her where she lives so she went as a parent and she went as a, a fellow expert and apparently when Levine came onto the stage she opened the conversation by saying There's a popular, potent story right now that says success is a straight line from the right school to the right college to the right internship to the right grad school to your chosen profession. She then said, raise your hand if this is the path you took. And apparently about 5% of the, the hands in the audience went up. She said, that's right. In any group of people, only 1% to 10% have taken a straight trajectory. The much more common route is circuitous. And she went on to discuss that kids don't know this story. 
the way in which we parent our kids and the, the skewed sense of success that we have prevents them from actually realizing that the straight line from A to B to C to D, that, that, the, that society says, that we as parents say, you need to go to a good school, you need to get a good grade, because that's going to get you into a good college. And if you get into a good college, you're going to get a good job. And if you get a good job, you can live where you want. And if you live where you want, you're going to be happy and successful. And it, the world's not like that. We need to be changing our message to our kids. And if we change the message to the kids, we have to change our belief. Because success is not a straight line. It's rarely a straight line. We make mistakes. We, we take, take a different path. We come back to onto a path. We go off the path. We veer away from the path. We find a new path. And that is the way of the world now. Yet, the message to kids is that it's a straight path and don't come off it because if you come off it, you're going to fail. They're terrified of failing. We are doing so much for them to prevent them from failing, to prevent them from tripping because we can't handle the discomfort that we find ourselves in when we see them fail or trip. So we're robbing them of the capacity to be able to learn what to do in the event of taking a deviation. Oh, you couldn't do this, so what, what else could you do? How else can you get back to where you want to be? You fell off the wagon for a bit. How are you going to get back onto that path? And many kids don't know how we struggled and failed. And we often keep that from our kids. I share all of it with my kids. I share all my, my, my failures with them. And, you know, I, I, have a, I have an interesting story because my mum never once suggested to me what she thought I should do. When it came to picking subjects at school, I picked my subjects and I said I want to do sewing and I want to do art. She said, awesome, go do those. So I did them. When I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to be and or do. And my mum, she, she sat with me. She sat with me in that uncertainty. And she said, I'm confident you'll find something you want to do. And she'd asked me if I had any ideas. But she never said, well, why don't you do this? Or you should do that. Or I did this. I loved it. Maybe you would. She let me find my path and supported me on it. And what actually ended up happening was that I then got interested in physiotherapy and I decided, okay, I want to do physiotherapy. And I went to go and find out what the requirements were. And I, I didn't have physics, didn't have chemistry and didn't have math at a high enough grade level. So what did I do? I went to college and I got my physics, got my chemistry, got my math, upgraded what I need to upgrade applied to the university and got in. And now I have a physiotherapy degree and I can sew and I can paint and I'm super creative. So it would have been very different if my mom had said, no, you need to do this and then this and then this. So she said what she meant and she meant what she said. 
And I think our message to kids is a, is a mixed one. We think one thing, we think we're saying it, but actually we're not because we're sucked into and addicted to what society says we should get our kids to do. And the education system is sucked into it as well. There's tremendous pressure on teens to succeed. And what does success look like? And I remember in The Price of Privilege, I haven't got the book here, but I remember reading that, that we have a skewed sense and a warped sense of what success looks like. What is it? What is success for you? If your children are successful, what does that look like? What does it mean? And, you know, ask yourself that question. Because if success is, to you, is the A grade and going to the right college and the right um, job and live in the right area and the right postcode and get, the, get a good job and do all the right things in inverted commas, that's your sense of success. Does it match your child's? Or does it put incredible pressure on your child? My kids know that I, I didn't take the subjects that I needed to, that I should have taken had I known I wanted to do physiotherapy. But in today's world, I could have been told, you know, you really should take science because it's going to keep all your doors open and you should take math, especially pre-calc, because you can't get into any of the sciences at university if you don't have it. If I'd been fed that aged 15, I'd have sat in the math and the, the physics and the chemistry. I'd have been in over my head. It would have made me feel like I was a loser because I wouldn't have thrived in that situation aged 15, 16 and 17. I thrived doing what I really loved. And I ended up getting to, to do what I really loved because we will always have what it takes once we trust in ourselves and we, we believe in ourselves and then we can choose what we want to do. It's so, so important and it's such a, a, a really, um, what's the word, uh, incredible message that Madeleine Levine and Julie Lithcott-Hames are sending to the world. We need to wake up. We need to wake up to the pressures that we are inadvertently and unintentionally putting on our children. No one is doing it on purpose, but we're doing it out of fear that if they don't do math and they don't do science, they're going to close all their doors and they won't be able to be on this straight line to success. And, uh, you know, I'm, you can hear my voice. I'm very passionate about this. I'm passionate in sharing the message to parents to allow their child to forage and work out what is it they like to do in school. Keep them motivated and inspired. I hear of so many parents who say, I cannot get my kid in grade 11 to do his math. He hates it, never does his chemistry, never does his physics. And we know he has to do it because he's not going to get into the a good university if he doesn't. Meanwhile, what would that look like if the kid was doing something he enjoyed? He'd be motivated. He'd believe in himself. And he'd, he'd be encouraged and he might leave school and then decide he wants to do science, but he can do that. There's many ways to get back, to get to where you want to get. It, and it's not always and it very rarely in a straight line. That's why I titled this podcast, Success is Rarely a Straight Line. And Madeline Levine on page 94 of this book, Julie Lithcott-Hames quotes 
three ways we might be overparenting and unwittingly causing psychological harm. The three things are, and Julie mentioned it on episode 247 in the podcast, when we do for our kids what they can already do for themselves. And that's from a famous quote by Rudolf Drakers, who's an Adlerian parenting expert, who said, never do for a child what a child can do for themselves. It's a similar thing. Number two, when we do for our kids what they can almost do for themselves. So this is going to cause them harm. You imagine having someone always stepping in and doing for you what you know you can do for yourself. How would you feel? You'd feel like the person doesn't trust you. You'd feel like you were incapable and it wouldn't build confidence. It wouldn't build self-esteem. It wouldn't make allow you to, to build a belief in yourself because someone else is always doing it for you. And the third one is when our parenting behavior is motivated by our own ego. And by that, she means it's motivated by our fears. And for much of the time, we are parenting from fear, from worry that if they don't take math and science, they won't keep the doors open. And if the doors open aren't open, then how are they ever going to get onto into a university, into a good job, live where they need to live, earn the money they need to um, earn? And it's all coming from fear. And beneath every emotional reaction, usually those emotional reactions are driven from fear. If we take the time to actually sit in that moment and work out, hang on, why am I reacting? It's from fear. It's fear that your child is out of control. It's fear that your child's having a tantrum and you don't know what to do. It's fear because you see your child in pain. They might be sad. We don't want to see them in, in, in this place. And it's worrisome for us. It's scary for us. But we, when we parent from this place, it's not a good place to, to be. We deprive our kids of the opportunity to be creative, to problem solve, to develop coping skills, to build resilience, to figure out what makes them happy, to figure out who they are. In short, she says, it deprives them of the chance to be well and human. So although we over-involve our, over ourselves to protect our kids, it may, you know, in fact, lead to short-term gains. Our behavior actually delivers the rather soul-crushing news. Kid, you can't actually do any of this without me. It increases our kids' chances of suffering from depression, anxiety, to become the cutters they ha and to have suicidal thoughts. This is quoted from, from page 94 in How to Raise an Adult. Tomorrow on the podcast, in episode 258, I'm going to be taking this further because I came across an article that was written on the 18th of March and published in USA Today. And the title is Kids Aren't Growing Up. Shocking new poll says parents are killing kids' life skills. It's an awesome read and I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. And in that article, Julie Lithcott-Hames is quoted again. And because of this college admissions bribery scandal, she's being referred to a lot in the news recently. And people are beginning to wake up and realize that if we want to be raising adults, we have to treat our children in a way that raises adults out of them. If we believe we're raising children, we're going to end up with children at the end of the 18 years. 
So I'm going to stop there. Tune in to tomorrow's episode where I will take this a bit further. But just recognize and ask yourself, recognize that success is really a straight line for starters and ask yourself, what does success mean? It's a huge question and it's one which will really open up a a whole new conversation to have with yourself and that will open up a whole new way of believing and then, then parenting your children. So I hope you found this informative and you've got a lot from it and it's really sparked your curiosity and you found it thought-provoking that's what I want to do and thank you so much for listening I always appreciate your support till till tomorrow thanks again and bye for now that's it for today's episode on the parenting in the thick of it show if you enjoyed the show please do share it with your friends and family and remember if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it please send me an email i would love to help you my email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com and don't forget to take a look at the parenting in the thick of it family organizer that i created it's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.